1: Well, just over a month ago, the long-troubled football league, or soccer as we call it in Australia, unveiled another sweeping overhaul of the code to fix its woes. It's the sport with the mostest in community participation and public interest, but it has all but stopped there for decades. The all-new A-Leagues overhaul this time, though, really was sweeping. Diversity and Gen Z are the new catalyst for revival, and the A-League's Chief Commercial Officer, Ant Hearn, told MI3 around the unveiling in late September that, and I quote, "...the reality of our situation is that poor management and focusing on the wrong things has left us adrift. We have focused so much on the 90 minutes, that's the game, we have lost touch with fans and are invisible to most Australians. The A-Leagues have really been on the fringe of sport and almost invisible in our culture." Now, it was a refreshing and rare disclosure of the reality from any organisation. Usually, it's always good in the hood from most exec teams at any enterprise. Aside from the diversity and Gen Z play, the A Leagues have done something very different with its broadcast and media strategy. For one, it is investing millions in building a digital media platform and first party data infrastructure. But it's also done a very interesting deal with 10 Viacom CBS. The Media Group is an equity investor in the A Leagues and is building out coverage across broadcast, AVOD, and SVOD platforms like 10, 10 Play and Paramount Plus with lighter ad loads. We'll get to that very shortly. So with us today to talk about how the strategy and how it's gone down with brands and advertisers is the A League's Ant Hearn and 10 Viacom CBS Sports sales boss Nick Bauer. Welcome to you both. To Ant Hearn first, uh, give us the the hyper fast elevator pitch on the A League's challenges and, and the new strategy, Ant, and, and welcome.
0: Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me. So, the hyper fast elevator pitch. Um, so, look, there there are uh, more than eight million football fans in Australia. That is the biggest fan base in the country, and that's from uh, data from UGov. They're the youngest fan base in Australia, sort of on par with with basketball. They're undoubtedly the most diverse fan base in the country, and they most represent the modern face of Australia. And if we look broader than the physical game, we estimate there's there's over two million people in Australia that regularly play football games. Uh, on their gaming consoles like EA, FIFA. So this is the opportunity that both uh, A-Leagues and Viacom, CBS and 10 are very interested in. Um, but we have some challenges as you've, you've spelled out already. Um, but really the, the main challenge is a conversion challenge. So out of that 8 million, only about 4 million of, of those 8 million football fans are core fans of the Izuzu A-League men and the A-League women. With only about 1.5 million as avid fans. So what we're trying to do here is not convert rugby league or AFL fans to football. That will happen organically and is happening organically over generations as more Australians play football. What we're trying to do is convert more of that 8 million fans to our football. We want to convert them from that global game to also our our domestic game and the highest level of that in this region is the A Leagues men and A Leagues women um, tournament. So so it's a conversion effort that we need to go through, uh, and and to do that we need the right partners and and we believe that we have the right partner in Viacom CBS and Ten. Um, we're working very very closely in in realising that that conversion.
1: When you talk about the global game, I think you've talked earlier previously that that. Soccer fans here or football fans here are globally engaged with the game, Ant, but not domestically as engaged. What's the disconnect there? What's happened?
0: Well, I think one of one of the things that's happened is is really about us creating the right identity and momentum behind the A Leagues. And when you don't create the right identity, particularly when you're in the most competitive sports market in the world, um, you know if you leave a hole, people fill it. And in our case they're filling it with what we call the incomparable, the European leagues, the EPL, the Bundesliga, La Liga. They're comparing us to that. And the conversation has got more into what we're not rather than what we are. And we've got to give them a reason to to talk about what we are. And what we are is the the best uh, professional league in in this part of the world. We're an incredibly entertaining league, um, but we're also a league that is in proximity. It's a league you can go and, and participate in uh, every weekend during the season, it's pretty hard these days to get on a plane and fly to London or fly to Barcelona and watch that top class football. But it's not that hard to walk down to um, Amy Park in Melbourne or the Combank Stadium in, the, in Sydney's West and see some incredibly entertaining football. So we need to do a better job of converting people into that local football, uh, but also serving that appetite for their, for their global football um, uh, uh, passions
1: we'll get to the broadcast I've said it we'll get to the sort of the media strategy but the, the, the issue here is what you're trying to do is change up the culture uh, in culture around football so making it a bit like what the internationals do um, and that is what sort of task why hasn't that happened to date?
0: Well I don't think it's happened because we haven't really defined what we were trying to do well enough and, and we've now done that we, we really want to unashamedly go after that young fan base that we talked about it's a, it's a massive strength of ours right the two core strengths is that young fan base and that diverse fan base, a fan base that really represents the face of modern Australia. That's what we want to go after more than the heritage Australia, right? So we want to connect with that fan base. To connect with that fan base, we need to be more than just um, a great live product. That's central and really, really crucial. And that's you know, why we're partnering with Viacom, CBS, and 10. But we need to go beyond that. We need to get into, into the digital worlds they live in. We need to go beyond the 90 minutes. We need to force football culture into Aussie culture. Everywhere in the world, football is central to culture, but not in this country because of, because of our history and the, and the way that, that football has come into the country and, and you know, certain, certain decisions that have been made in the past. But we have the opportunity now to really bring football into the centre center of culture. So, you know, that, yes, that's a marketing job, um, but, but deeper than that, it's about uh, really committing into those, those core ideas of equality and diversity um, and, and also connecting ourselves you know, quite, quite directly into culture. And an example of that is uh, we'll be announcing really soon that in, uh, that uh, to launch our season, um, we, we've done a collaboration with some amazing Australian uh, music talent uh, to create an anthem for, for the A-Leagues.
1: Do you want to sing it to us as a little bit of a heads up? If
0: I do that, it's totally going to destroy its chances to hit number one, which uh, which we're expecting it will. Um, so I won't do that to you or your listeners, Paul. But, but it is uh, an ambitious approach um, and, and one that is very deliberate about trying to connect the game and, and particularly the A-Leagues into culture quite directly.
1: Well, I can take from that that it's, uh, it's, it, the intent is for it to hit the music charts then.
0: Absolutely. It's a, it's a great track. It's a banging track on its own. Um, but, uh, but then it will also be used as a, um, as an anthem for the A-League. So, you know, as people are walking onto the ground, as, um, you'll see, you know, some a lot of advertising and marketing utilizing it. Um, so yeah, we're really excited about the collaboration and excited about the role that that, that, that piece of, of creative can play in, in bringing us not just into the forefront of football or in the forefront of sport, but, but bringing us closer into culture.
1: Two options, Ant. You can either hum it or tell us who wrote the song. <laughs> Let's get to the media strategy, shall we? Um, you know, you've talked about the strategy. So, what's what are you doing uh, with your with your media plan? to prosecute the strategy so you've got you're building a digital media hub yourself and you've got this big partnership with 10 Viacom, CBS. talk us through those two components what is it that's different it's quite different I think
0: yeah there's a couple elements to it but really it's all about um delivering on reach and impact um back to that theme of driving culture into Aussie culture so um you know, partly that's to do, you know, a big part of it is to do with, with distribution. So ensuring that the product is available to that audience um, that, that we attract to football and to that broader football audience to entice them into the A-League. So, you know, distribution has been really important about that and, and the combination of, of 10 and its free-to-air coverage on 10 and, and 10 Bowl with the, you know, world-class streaming service in Paramount+. Plus really gives us a, a real winning distribution moving forward into, into the future. You know, the, the difference on this and the way that we're partnering is that, you know, 10 don't have 50 sports. They're, they've got multiple sports, but, but you can see the commitment they're making to football. They are very, very serious about, about football now, but, but more importantly, what football means for the future of Australia and and certainly the future sport in Australia, and they're they're going deep with us in football, and you know you've seen that already uh, through you know the season hasn't started, and we've got A League stars on on different shows, we've got ex A League stars cooking up, uh, cooking up a storm. You know we have coverage uh, on on Ten in their news bulletins, um, you know with 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 sort of some great aspects of the game, not just about the the game itself, but also about. Um, the, uh, the, the issues around the game and, and the, the stories around the game. So Josh Cavallo is a great example. Um, I'm sure you saw over the last couple of weeks, you know, uh, coming out, really brave move, but, but a move that has, has been incredibly supported, not only by his club, and they really need to be called out, but by the game, uh, really gives that, that, that opportunity for people to be their own person, play their own way. Um, and, and, you know, and that's another example where, where Channel 10 really, has got behind that. So so it's a commitment and a commitment that goes beyond the 90 minutes. Um, but talking about the 90 minutes, we're incredibly excited about uh, what we'll be doing with 10 with the coverage and we're doing a lot of work in preparing for that. Um, back to the question about the broader media approach. Um, we will focus a lot of a lot of our attention in the in the Ten Network because because they're our partner and we believe that's the audience that we want to connect with. But we will be t- taking the the message broader through paid media to create that that impact, particularly at the start of the season. Um, but then, as you mentioned, the other very big investment is into our owned media. So we um, we have a concept we'll call the Football Hub, uh, and that concept is about not just delivering to the one point five million avid. Um, a-League uh, uh, men and A-League women fans, but it's about, it's about enticing that 8 million of football fans to connect with us through content, through covering the world game, not just our game, but covering the world game. We'll, we'll make that connection. We'll give them a reason to, to register with us on our football hub, and then we'll convert that, that fan on a survey to a first-party data record and then we'll go about learning more about that person. In conjunction with 10, we will learn more about that person and we will understand the football fan at a much greater level than we that we have before. And if we do that, then we're much in a much better position to convert them into our football. You know, at the end of this, at the moment there's a huge amount of people walking around the streets in in football jerseys, more so than ever before in the history of Australia. Problem is, not as many of them are A-League Jerseys. So we want to do. We want to. We want to convert. Have a jersey conversion. Street jersey conversion ratio at a much higher rate than we currently have.
1: What is it at the moment? Where do you want it to be? We're sitting at about ten percent. You know, and we need it up to
0: up to sort of sixty percent.
1: Okay, so basically, with your media hub, your football hub, that's a one stop go to for local and global coverage. So that's the idea is to basically incorporate everything into that, and then you have the the Ten Viacom CBS component. Uh, just on that, I think uh, the A League's parent company APL controls the broadcast production. Uh, of of the games as well, is that right?
0: Yeah, we we are taking a, a much more active role than the sport ever has before. I, you know, I don't know if I like the word control. I think we have a responsibility for delivering it, but we are working hand in glove um, with with ten, with Ten and with their incredibly talented staff in, in building that production. You've you've already seen of the kind of quality that Ten can bring to this, right through through the Matildas games uh, recently. It's, it's been an incredible step change. They've got a fantastic array of commentators and they have football people, um, right from you know, Jeff Bullock all the way through. They're, they're all football people. Football people producing the football products really, really important to us. And so we're putting a lot of work into that. We have a, um, a production partner in Global Advance that, that we're working very, very closely with. And, you know, together we're exploring new technologies and new efficiencies in terms of how we can de- deliver a quality product, um, um, you know, more efficiently for our fans.
1: Got it. Nick Bauer, um why did the A-Leagues work for 10 Viacom CBS? It looks from the outside like it does sort of sit in your sweet spot of a younger audience and a div- and the diversity play that um, the A-Leagues are working uh, uh, are implementing. Um, so why do the A-Leagues work for 10 Viacom CBS and why an equity stake? Because you've taken a small equity stake in the parent company and I didn't really get to cover that with Ant, but essentially uh, that is going to have a whole bunch of different investors in, 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 in it, in the APL, which ultimately owns the A-Leagues. Uh, why did you take an equity stake and why the A Leagues for, for for your uh, business?
2: Yeah, great. Um, I think if you think about, um, you know, to Ant's point before, what the ten sport um, suite of sports has been traditionally. That we love those big nationalistic moments. Hence the Melbourne Cup, which yesterday and we hope you all watched that all the way through to things like the Australian Grand Prix event. Um, that obviously will be coming back next April. But then if you look at a consistent sport, what do we have that as a consistent big sport across in a, a period of time? We haven't had one for a while. At 10 Bycom CBS, we have shared values with the A-League of that diversity and inclusion. And I think, you know, we've said that before and all that kind of stuff, but it's not just words on a wall for us here. It actually goes to the heart of our acquisition strategy. So if you think about the diversity inclusion of football and in particular of, uh, of A-League football and, and the new direction that Ant and the team are taking it, uh, it really does align quite strongly with our core values of diversity inclusion diversity being you know the different cultures and backgrounds that support and celebrate and obviously our fan bases of football and A-League in this country and then in in terms of um, diversity and and bringing that to life I think it's a huge moment for us to talk about you know the empowerment and I guess the strength of women's A-League and I think that for sure is going to be a a, a wonderful moment to have a a central point in home on a free wear station Sunday afternoons on 10 bold Uh, it's a pretty fantastic one so that gets us to, I guess, the start line of why it works for us, and, and is that a good one? But it has to go deeper than that, of course. It has to get into the commercials and it has to work financially. Well, one thing that we know is the audience around the A-League property in particular probably hasn't got the love that it deserved previously. So we think there's an opportunity there. We also think that bringing it into the free-to-air space, bringing it, making it a home on, on Saturday night for the Isuzu Ute Men's A-League and a home on 10 Bold on Sunday afternoons for the women's, I think actually gives everybody a ticket to watch. And I think that's what's really, really exciting about making sure that we're growing the opportunity, growing the game. You know, we're predicting a 20% audience boost on a regular Saturday night audience for us on that Isuzu A-League men's matches. And if you think about that, not only is it great for the shared values and the things that we talked about, but also it actually makes sense from an audience driver as well. And, and if you take that even further, that audience fit is really, really important because once we start to, to build that into our Paramount Plus, which is a fantastic product, uh, and we're all very proud to sort of stand in front of that, but actually to, to see what it's going to do as an exclusive platform um, from a, yes, it is a subscriber platform, but it's a fraction of the cost of what Foxtel has been previously and, and where people have been able to access a league before. So we're really proud of that. And we're really excited by what that opportunity uh, brings us. We also know that when we looked at this overall scenario, is this a sport that we can lean into? Is this a sport that we think we can have success with? And the answer is a resounding yes. You know, we've got a fantastic pedigree in making pay TV sport big. If you think about how the Big Bash League started and then what happened to its journey when it came into into the 10 sport ecosystem, you know, in the first year alone, we grew the audience of that sport by 3.7 times and it continued to grow. So we know how to take a sport from that from that world and bring it into the free to wear landscape and grow it even bigger. So we've got strong history and pedigree in doing that. Then also you look at the timing. Is it right for us now? Well, to Ant's point, we actually don't have a big, major, consistent sport outside of our you know Melbourne Cup and obviously our uh, Formula One uh, opportunity into into April. So this enables us to have a big, consistent sport week in, week out that is a cornerstone platform for us. That is a huge moment because actually it gives our, um, our customers and our advertisers something really great and to, to advertise through the, the full uh, season. Now, this is also pretty exciting to think about the timing as to why now, because not only is it a great situation where the, I guess, the relaunch and rebranding of the, of the A-Leagues and the uh, Azusa U- A-Leagues men and the women's match as well. But also, it's a great time to talk about football. I think if you see traditionally, um, things like A-Leagues on Fox have had like a 44% increase in audience when they're leaning into big major events like a FIFA World Cup. Of course, next year, it's coming. The FIFA World Cup, that's there. And then the 2023 Women's World Cup, which is going to be here in Australia as well. So timing works to see audience growth. The audiences out there are wanting that change and excited by it. And I think for us to be able to deliver that live on free to wear on a Saturday night and live on Sunday afternoons for 10 Bold uh, really does play into that. So when you bundle all those things together, all of a sudden we've got a sport that shares our values a sport that we know we can make big based on our previous history, a sport that we know is going through a fantastic change that is really answering some of the calls that have been out there so far. And actually, we know we can play a role there and be a part of that. And then you've got a situation where the timing is right as well. So all those things working together uh, are the absolute reason why we are very, very keen to be um, very, very supportive to be the, uh, the media partner uh, and we're looking forward to our first coverages coming up very soon. First match live and exclusive on Paramount+. Plus.
1: How does the coverage work, uh, Nick, across all your platforms? You've talked about 10 and bold, but what happens with 10 play and Paramount? What's on what? Who gets to see what? Uh, give us a quick lowdown, a quick one on that.
2: Yeah, for sure. So Saturday night will be the home of the Isuzu Ute Men's A-League uh, and that will be the, the free to wear game consistently on Saturday night in prime time. All the other matches for that round or those rounds moving forward will be on Paramount Plus exclusively. Uh, the the, the free to wear game will also run on 10 play and also on Paramount Plus. So Paramount Plus is a destination to get all the football uh, and I think that's really, really exciting.
1: any, any expectations there, Nick? Uh, expectations on audience numbers to the Paramount Plus product?
2: Yeah, good question. I think, look, it's a streaming service and I think if you look traditionally at streaming services, they're not, not going to release too much of the... Subscriber data too early, but we are very, very confident that we are on the right path in terms of reaching some significant numbers. I think it's well documented that you know um, some of the other streaming services out there, like Stan Sport, have got over about two hundred and fifty thousand subscribers, all the way up to to a Netflix, which probably runs at about five million the hundreds of thousands to millions of subscribers is exactly a sweet spot that we believe we will be hitting uh, and we're on the path to doing so. And obviously that will come out in due course.
1: Ad loads, Nick, I might've got it wrong, but they are going to be a bit lighter. Is that right?
2: Yeah, so obviously we're having a traditional um, advertising model within our free-to-wear coverage. So you will see, um, obviously, breaks in our pre-game show. We also have that amazing golden break leading in right before um, the the kickoff as well. But on free-to-wear, we'll also be running and allowing our partners to have a commercial within play. So there'll be some in-play breaks of a 15-second spot and therefore also some halftime and and post-match wrap-ups as well. When we shift, however, into the Paramount Plus uh, opportunity. the ad loads are lighter for sure. What we have is the breaks pre, halftime, and post. Um, so you, we have the opportunity for our advertisers to get access to that audience. And, and let's not um, make a, a short moment of that. That's a pretty significant area there where a lot of streaming services are ad-free and quite rightly so. Um, that's the, the traditional model for that kind of platform. Our Paramount Plus uh, product will also be ad-free except for in the football coverage. And that's really important to note. So the only way to access from an advertiser a chance to get access to that incredibly valuable and rich audience within that streaming service is through our football coverage as well. And why does it work for advertising in there? Well, I think sports fans, we know it's well documented. There's thousands of studies out there. That have said that sport and advertising can go together quite nicely. They coexist. Sports fans understand that advertising is a part of coverage. Um, and I think that works really, really well. So that will be uh, a really exciting way for, for our brands and advertisers and, and, and sponsors to actually get access to that incredible Paramount Plus audience. They'll be. They're they're going through those within our sponsor packages, and the only way to get access to that audience is via a sponsorship of the season uh, and/or a major package that we're working through. So,
1: well, let's go there to to both. I'll get both Ant and uh, your views, Nick, on how all this has gone down with brands and advertisers. My mm. my initial sense is that you know both of you've talked about the the Isuzu Ute Men's League. Uh, so clearly, you've got a naming rights sponsor. You, you, you announced a few a few weeks back. Uh, the, the, the women's A-League is yet to come. Ah, here's the question. Uh, brands and advertisers talk about diversity, but we're still yet to see a, a naming rights sponsorship in your women's league. Are they going to walk the talk? Are we close to an announcement there, or is it just again a little bit of rhetoric on diversity from from commercial side when, when it comes to, comes to the crunch? Quite, there's a little bit of a cheeky question, but um, your your, your sense on that?
0: So yeah, so we we're just so um, thrilled to welcome Azuzi Ute uh, as our naming rights of the men's competition.
1: I want one, by the way.
0: Well, I, I can I can talk to the guys. Uh, and we can give you a give you a deal, Paul. It have to have a league, have to have a league, and, and ten stickers all over it. That'll be all right. <laughs> yes. It? So yeah, look, they're a fantastic brand. They're a challenger brand, right? They've come from nowhere to to being a major force, um, and particularly in 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 Ute sales. They've now got the MUX in there as well. Which is a, an amazing um, uh, SUV. So, you know, and their whole attitude is, um, you know, is exactly aligned with what we're we're trying to deliver. Like, play your own way, bring your own stuff. Like, challenge the status quo. So it's just a it's just a, a brand connection made in heaven. Um, the team is is incredible over there, and we're we're deep now in working at how do we how do we embed Isuzu Ute into the vernacular of of football in Australia. Um, so that's going really well. The A-League, A-League women's uh, naming rights uh, has taken a bit longer, but that's not about the lack of interest. It's more about trying to get the right fit. Um, because what we want out of that naming rights sponsor is not just someone who wants to put a logo on a, on a sleeve or on a, on a jumper. We want someone who's really committed to the cause of driving equality into football and and that goes from everything that goes from how do we how do we drive how do we ensure that that you know 16 17 year old um daughters of ours don't drop off sport and that that happens in droves not just football but all sports like what can we do about that uh number two we have a change room issue in this sport as well as a lot of sports where where there just aren't enough women's change rooms in the facilities we need to do something about that i don't know rod prosser um, uh, at 10, you know, in his upfronts called that out as something that, that uh, the 10 and the A-leagues will be working together on. We need someone to champion that. We need to raise the profile of these incredible female uh, athletes, right? The only football player, female football player in the top 20 uh, Australian women athletes um, uh, in terms of uh, um, popularity is Sam Kerr. I mean that's that's crazy. Like both us and Football Australia and and our sponsors need to do a better job of that, and we need to create those those heroes and those connections for our young our young daughters to aspire to. So there's a lot of work we need to do um, in that side of the leagues. There's stuff also on us, right? So we've just done a new CBA, which has really step changed the the equality in that. We've we've um, uh, announced that the Wellington Phoenix will join uh, a league women tournament this year, so we're expanding one team. One team, we um, plan to expand it by two more teams next year. Uh, we've introduced a club championship, so whether it's the men's team or the women's team, you you get the same points for a win that goes into a club championship to try and really cross pollinate that support base across across um, gender. Right? It's all football; it's just played by men and women. So. That's a long answer to your short question. That is that we're trying to find the right partner. We are very close um, and we we hope that we'll be able to announce that partner um, in, in the next, uh, I would say in the next weeks, if not month.
1: All right, I'll get back in my box on that one then, Ant. Um, you've answered that quite sufficiently. Uh, overall, then, how has the conversations gone down with brands and advertisers since you've since you've re, relaunched and 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 you know created this new strategy on diversity and Gen Z and 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 how has the conversations gone?
0: Look, I think anyone in sales knows that COVID has thrown some challenges into into the world. Um, so you know decision making particularly on you know big commitments has has been not easy I don't think with brands and as I've spent most of my career on that on the buy side I, I get that I understand it but but in terms of the proposition of football it's pretty hard not to lean into those kind of numbers that we talked um, earlier that both from a volume perspective but also really important importantly into these these themes that are so important not just to sport but but to our culture around Around equality, around diversity, and around embracing a modern Australia. So brands are massively leaning into that. Um, you know, we've, as we said, we've welcomed OZUU. We've got, we've got um, A League Women's naming rights that's progressing really well. We've also got two or three other major partnerships that we'll, we'll announce over coming weeks. So all up, really good. I think the big difference for us is we're kind of moving from just the real estate business where we're, we're selling space, um, which traditionally, you know, sporting codes did. To, to into the content marketing business and into the acquisition business utilizing this football hub and utilizing that first party data infrastructure the difficulty is we're, we're building it right we're 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 in there bashing away coding away building this thing so so uh, you know we've been selling what will happen and what will come but um, brands are really really leaning into that as well and we're we're expecting that um, that that will result in a lot more uh, really substantial partnerships in the the weeks and months to come. And then the last point I just want to make is, and a thank you to Nick and his team, because, you know, maybe, maybe the equity stake drives this, or maybe just, you know, there's some great people at 10 and great people at A-Leagues, but we really, truly are working together on integrated propositions into brands where we both see the long-term. Um, and we both know that, you know, we're, Nick's trying to get someone across the line and he needs a bit of help on the um, stadium activation, we can come to the party. We're trying to get someone across the line. We need a bit more value into the, into the broadcast um, value. Nick and team come to the party. So I think that's the, the, the big difference in terms of how we're operating as a combined team um, uh, as, as opposed to what I've been used to
1: in the past. So Nick, um, your take on this? Uh, I guess the first question is, um, Ant hinted that there's a new naming rights sponsor for the A League Women uh, within days or weeks. Um,
2: who is that? Good question. I'll let Ant uh, unpack that one. But let me respond to yeah. <laughs> let me respond to um, I guess your first question. And I would say, you know, Ant's nailed it. It's actually uh, really refreshing um, for for me. And I've been in the sports sales game for a long time, but actually to be um, in market with a brand like the A-Leagues and, you know, Jack Mesley and I are doing meetings together quite often uh, in order to to bring this stuff to life. Uh, The the collaboration that happens, the support that happens um, is very refreshing. I think we've all worked in organisations where the media and the sports rights owner haven't been uh, at the Absolute. You know, on the same page. And I think now, right now, with our, our I guess, our leaning forward approach to, to what we're doing with the A leagues, I think is, um, is fantastic to see. We're thrilled with that because it means that we have an open dialogue. So we go, right, we've got an opportunity. Let's talk to this client or let's, how are we going in this category? And we actually att- um, sort of attack the market together. In that way, um, and I think brands are responding.
1: Can, can I just ask Nick though? The the you know in, in, in many sides, Ant talked about being on the buy side, whether that be uh, on the brand and marketing side or in the agency side. They're all uh, there's a lot about the numbers. This is an emerging uh, strategy which is yet to be proven. How much pushback? How much resistance do you get? about? Well, get your strategy, like it, love it, agree with it. But is it going to deliver for us? How much circles around that versus the rest?
2: For sure. Yeah, well, as a media, that's what we do. We, we make sure that we're selling our sponsorships and have a guaranteed delivery within that. So you talked before about the women's game and how that fits into it. Well, actually, a lot of our sell leads with women. Um, and I think that's a really big indication of what the market is responding to in that way. And we have some fantastic success and we're selling them together uh, in often in many ways. And we're actually having a lot of success so far. But from our side, it's about making sure that we're delivering so if you think back to the Matildas games uh, of a couple of weeks back, the Saturday night and the Tuesday night against Brazil. Fantastic, uh, fantastic coverages and a first time for people to see what our coverage is going to be all about when it comes to football. Well, those coverages were up on average about 75% on what our audience prediction or that time slot was doing. So we know we're already starting to deliver and we're delivering in spades. And that goes to the point of we know how to make a pay TV sport big and we're starting to do that. The polished coverage that you can see uh, from you know to Ant's point before Jeff Bullock who's our EP has done a fantastic job along with Adam Cush uh, our head of sport to basically bring this stuff to life and we're already starting to see it you know I reference uh, an article I read this week on the Raw from I think Mike Tuckerman wrote it and basically was suggesting that 10 is almost saving football because of the depth of coverage the excited coverage and the effort that's going into it fans are responding to that the audiences have already been there uh, and we're seeing that to that delivery starting to happen.
1: Right, so those early numbers are probably neutralising the tough negotiators then, you reckon?
2: For sure. I mean, we've had 173, almost 200,000 um, sign-ups to 10 play alone in the four weeks leading up to those Matilda matches. Uh, which is a huge step forward. 70% of those have been young males uh, looking for the football and finding it. So we get to come out and say, you know, in partnership with you know, with Ant and his team that we are the new home of football and certainly the new home of the uh, Isuzu A-League and obviously our fan base is responding to that and starting to see that. And I think it's really great for us to be able to have some of those early wins to give our sponsors that are already on board the comfort that we're on the right track and they certainly have that at the moment.
1: So quick question is how far are you Along in terms of getting uh, signing up or getting the full suite of partners that you're looking for? Are you 50, 60, 70%, 30%? Where do you sit at the moment and where will you be?
2: Yeah, fantastic question. We are very fortunate to have had some early success when it comes to fan uh, brands getting involved. So, Azusa Ute uh, is on board our coverage and you would have seen some of their activity starting to happen already. And we're very much looking forward to, to all of that being brought to life in the first few rounds of the A leagues. McDonald's has come along for the journey as well and we're very thankful for them, a uh, wonderful partner to have in those guys. Harvey Norman is on board. Uh, we're thrilled to have the support of Harvey Norman, uh, a wonderful supporter of sport in this country, but also important for us to, to celebrate. You know, I think women's football in particular works well for that brand. Uh, We have a wagerer, of course, on, given the the landscape, which is our wonderful partner in NEDS. Uh, We're hugely excited excited about bringing those guys to life. And they'll be across not just, obviously, the the, the TV games, but into Paramount Plus as well. And we're very close on a couple of other categories, like telco, uh, banking, and that kind of stuff. But in addition to that, we've also had really, really strong support from the sort of casual market, I guess you call it, where brands are buying sort of spot packages and media placements around without that big sponsorship. And, you know, the first few weeks of the A-League will be filled with those brands that are, that are supporting it. And I'm highlighting a couple, but Apple, Red Bull, there's a whole bunch in there. Um, and it's really great to see the support so far. So that gives us confidence that we're We've got the pitch right. We understand that we're the value here in in football right now. All those things I mentioned up front around the timing, working, the fact that it leans into diversity and inclusion. Brands really want to be a part of that and they want to lean in too and they come along for for the journey.
1: Got it. So listen, we're going to have to wrap this up. We're out of time. You guys will be happy about not getting more questions from me. But the final one uh, for both of you is um, what's next? What's the big next for each of you? Ant, we'll start with you.
0: Yeah, so we're uh, very busy um, preparing ourselves for the launch of our football hub, our digital platforms across app and, and website. So uh, that's within within weeks. So a lot of work going on there. We're just so excited to get that out into the wild. We've got our season launching, our uh, Zuzu Day League Men's launching uh, on the nineteenth of November. So that's very uh, very soon. And we've got some fantastic plans to to really launch with with a a big a big boost including the launch of our anthem, our banging track uh, that we're, we're going to launch at the same time. Um, and then we're really focused around driving bigger audience, um, driving bigger audience through 10 and Paramount Plus and getting crowds back into stadiums. New South Wales just announced they'll be going to 100%. Uh, that is incredible news. Um, we've got you know, the Western City Wanderers versus Sydney FC. It's the Sydney derby on the, on the 20th, November the 20th at Combank Stadium. You know, get out out there, all you football fans, because it's going to be incredible. We'd love to see thirty thousand people out there on the, you know, the first major game of the season. Um, and we've also got some, you know, really interesting new injections into the league. We've got uh, Daniel Sturridge, uh, who's uh, who's who's been an amazing um, EPL player, who's uh, starting with Perth um, Perth Glory. Uh, which will be played uh, on Saturday the 19th, uh, sorry, Saturday the 20th as well. So, yeah, we're just looking forward to getting in the season, getting people back, getting them connected to football, getting goosebumps on your arms in the stadium, chanting for your team, cheering for your team. And that's that's what it's all about at the end. So really can't wait for that.
1: Foot on the gas pedal. Um, Nick, your final thoughts on what's next uh, at uh, Ten Viacom CBS.
2: For sure. We're looking forward to the first coverage of the Aussie Ute Men's A League um, and the women's on a Sunday afternoon on bold and also through Paramount Plus. Our commentary team has started to take shape, and you would have seen some of that already through those Matilda's games and some of the soccer ruse matches. Uh, Tara Rushton has come in been a fantastic addition to our team. You know, Georgie Yam and Dale, Neve Owens, Amy Chapman. Um, you know, of course, the voices of football in this country been Uh, Andy Harper I think he's just a fantastic attribute to to football but of course being called by Simon Hill as well so those coverage our coverage is what I'm looking forward to sort of seeing being brought to life and seeing the fans continue to have that positive response to the way we we do football uh, is probably the biggest thing for us and and looking forward to starting to to deliver for the brands that we have on board so far and we're very thankful for that Um, lastly I'll say to, to Ant's point earlier it has been a really refreshing change to, to work and a really great one to work with um, with these guys so well. And I think we're looking forward to, you know, we're just at the start of this journey. So, you know, this is season one of a very long uh, period of time that we're going to be working together and we couldn't be happier uh, in that collaboration so far. It's like, a, it's, like a foo- it's like a football love fest. I must admit, Jack Mesley and I were in a meeting the other day and we were chatting about how we were finishing each other's sentences like an old married couple because we're, <laughs> yes. we're sort of singing from the same tune and we're... We're in it, going well. So I think that's a good sign of, of the openness and the collaboration that we've got and we all get to just focus on celebrating football in the best way.
1: Great. Well, look, a great conversation, Ant Hearn, Nick Bauer, and this will be a fascinating, I think, case study in, on reinventing a code and, and, and what happens when you get it right um, if all goes according to plan. So thanks for the time. Stay safe, guys, and, and kick a ball.
2: Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Much appreciated.
1: This MI3 audio edition was presented by Paul McIntyre. That's my...